Hello to all the listeners out on Wave 94. Bill Harper, a man in search of my heart. And I'm going to read you something. You awake to find yourself in the midst of a great and terrible war. It is, in fact, our most desperate hour. Your king and dearest friend calls you forth. Awake, come fully alive, your good heart set free and blazing for him and for those yet to be rescued. You have a glory that is needed. You are given a quest, a mission, that will take you deep into the kingdom of darkness to break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron so that your people might be set free from their bleak prisons. He asks that you heal them. Now, does that do anything to you men? Because if that passage right there calls you to something, don't rationalize it. Don't think, well, I could never do that, and that's not for me. But go to your heart. Was there something in there that said, yes, that is your warrior heart? I didn't come up with this originally, and it's all written in the book, Wild at Heart, by John Eldridge. We had a discussion online with a group the other day, and we all believe that book is anointed because it's setting so many men free. It was the key that unlocked the door for me, and I've been taking that journey. Jesus was a warrior. Now, he did it in one way when he walked this earth, but when he comes back, man, he's going to be on a horse with power and strength. You see, the Israelites thought he was going to be the warrior to set them free, but they didn't understand the battle that he was going to fight in that way when he walked this earth 2,000 years ago. But here we come back to your warrior heart that God put inside of you. It is good. It is holy. It is noble. And it probably needs some training. So the topic today is called warrior training. The first thing would be helpful is to understand that every man has a question that haunts him. And it's basically, do I have what it takes? Will I fail? Will I be exposed as a farce or a loser? It haunts every man in different formats. And this is all in the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. I recommend you read it. But the key to understand this, we all think, We fear, I don't have what it takes. And so we go off into this world seeking validation, finding things that we can do, finding things that we do have what it takes, right? And as we go through this world, we find our gifts, we find our strengths, we find the things that we're successful at, and we invest in those. Call them our gifts, call them our strengths. Me, When I was young, I was not the sports star I wanted to be. I was on the bench. Um, I wasn't attractive. None of the girls wanted me. See, I just wanted validation from sports or women. Uh, Finally, I got good grades and went off into the Air Force and got into pilot training and hung a flight suit with silver wings on my body. Now that was validation. I hid behind that. For years, I lived within behind the false self of the flight suit and silver wings. And for, gosh, I don't know how many years, my personal self-worth was based on how I did as a pilot that day or the last few days or the last few weeks, 
right? I did it perfectly. I'm great. I screwed something up. I'm terrible. That was insanity, and it didn't work very well. We seek validation in our titles, in our money, in our trophy wife. And going to the woman for validation is very dangerous, and it's common. It's very common because when you give a woman or anything the power to validate you, you also give them the power to invalidate you. A man asked me the other day, Bill, what is what is this search for your heart? You say you're a man in search of your heart. What does that look like? Uh, great question. I think I'm going to speak more on that in depth later. I'm still figuring out all the details of that. But my first thing I will say is I have learned to take my heart to Jesus, to Trinity for validation, and pull it away from the labels of flight suits and silver wings or my gifts or my talents or my styles to feed me and validate me, but to learn how to get my validation from one source alone. I've always said in finding my heart, I find myself closer to Jesus. I'm going to ponder that and come back with it later. But we're talking about warrior training here. And if you believe that there's something in you, okay, you're out there in public and all of a sudden you see some guy berating and just being wickedly rude and ugly to his family or his wife. Isn't there something in you that wants to stand up and say and step in and say, stand down, step back? Or somebody cuts you off in traffic and flips you the bird. I mean, something in you rises up. Now, don't act on that, but that's your warrior heart you want to defend. Your people ask you to set them free from their prison. That moves you. It's your warrior heart. Uh, when we would do the uh, Wild at Heart retreats, we would use a lot of movie clips. And there is a really great one. It's from the movie The Mask of Zorro, uh, 2009, I believe, Anthony Hopkins and Antonio Banderas. The original Zorro hero is played by Anthony Hopkins, and he's getting kind of old here. And he's training a new warrior played by Antonio Banderas. There's a scene in there. It's a great movie. It's a comical scene, actually, where Antonio grabs this sword and goes <laughs> through the air with all these funky antics. And then uh, Anthony Hopkins, a real Zero, steps up with a sword and bam, knocks it out of his hand and would have killed him. Of course, it was training. The old Zero says to the young Zero, he says, you would have fought bravely and you would have died quickly. So let that be the mark of the warrior training in this world that we want to fight bravely but we want to survive and fight again and again and again instead of dying quickly. If you're not in touch with your heart and your question that haunts you and where you get your validation, you can't be a hero or, a, should I say, a knight or a warrior because that's going to drag you down. Where are you getting your validation? And mercy, don't take it to the woman or to any person or to anything because that will invalidate you when it doesn't work out. So one of the first or one of the one of many training goals for a warrior is where are you getting your validation for your warrior heart? It's got to come from Christ. This weekend, I had 
my friend Dave come up to the house. I've spoken about Dave before in the podcast together with Dave. Dave is wanting to be a warrior, but he has been hammered. Um, He's had a really tough life. We talked a lot about his wounds when he went back and all the way back from his childhood and the, the young tender ages when he was abandoned by his parents. And then as a teenager, uh, chose to leave home under duress, lived on the streets, found his way. And he just found his way. He made things work. He found a way to survive. And here we are. 65 years later, and he's tough. He was a uh, construction guy, working with the tough construction guys all his years, and he got really tough. He's got a tough exterior, he's got a tough tone of voice, and uh, he wears his poser suit. If I was uh, hiding behind a flight suit and silver wings, he hides behind tough. Well, life has crushed Dave recently. He's uh, Uh, Five years ago, he had a hemorrhagic stroke, which shut down the left side of his body. Only 5% of the people survived that. He was one of the five. That tough man who could do wonderful, mighty things, his gift was fixing stuff and building stuff, can now do nothing. It's a serious case of uh, a disability. So that validation was totally erased from him. And he could barely walk for a while, and he still has no use of his left arm. So that part is very frustrating for him. Um, And now he's going back to his wounds and and seeing everything that came to him in his childhood and in the process of forgiving them and letting it go and finding Jesus and hearing the voice of God to heal that. I was thinking about Dave's warrior training And I came across an anonymous prayer by a Confederate soldier. It's called the Anonymous Confederate Soldier's Prayer. It might have been found on a dead Confederate soldier at the Battle of Gettysburg. It goes like this. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for, but got everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am, among all people, most richly blessed. I am, among all people, most richly blessed. Hmm. So, in a warrior that thinks his gifts come from strength or health or riches or power uh, and realizes that those are false things that we hide behind with the false self. As God would take you to be a real warrior, perhaps he's teaching Dave by giving him weakness, infirmity, poverty, these kinds of things. Hmm. 
a warrior in training. And I've got to tell you, at the end of the weekend, that Dave and I spent a really powerful, significant event happened. We had been hanging out in the basement on Sunday, talking to a friend, just fellowshipping and and sharing our stories and our wounds and, and speaking life into one another. As we came up the stairs, Dave saw something in my house. Now, Dave has been looking at some of his genealogy, originated in Scotland from a family that's the same name of the city he's living in, and then the Uh, original Edinburgh, Scotland, and at one point he lived in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania, and he came descended from a Scottish lord. So he's seeing genealogy from his descendants, and and he values that. It gives him some significance, and he wants to investigate that. That's really cool. And as we come up the stairs, he sees a sword that I've got hanging on the wall. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, And we use it all the time in the Wild at Heart retreats. William Wallace, played by Mel Gibson, carries this large, long, Scottish claymore sword. It's a big two-handed sword. It was used by the Scottish Highlanders. It's a weapon from the 1400s and 1700s. But you'll see him in the movie Braveheart. And years ago, a good friend of mine, gave me that to hang on my wall as an honorary gift of his support. And and it's displayed at a prominent place in my foyer on a rack where you can pick it up. So I did, and I handed it to Dave. And he looks at the sword, he says, Bill, will you knight me? K-N-I-G-H-T. Will you affirm me? Will you validate me? And he didn't know what he had said. (sighs) I did. I took a deep breath. I stood back. I was breathing deep into, God, where are you taking this man? And he says again, will you unite me? Will you unite me? It's like he doesn't get it at this point. I breathe deep. I take him close to me, okay? I reach up and I get our faces about a, a foot apart and I, I slap him on the cheeks. Okay? Look at me. And he smiles with a smile I haven't seen come out of him, maybe ever. But certainly, in these years of the real tough struggle he's got, he smiled. It was a beautiful smile. He says, will you knight me? Oh, yeah. Yes. But first, you must become one. And that's why I'm talking about the training here. And he goes, well, can you teach me? Probably, but I know the one who can teach you better than me. You see, that one is God. Put your faith in him now. I'm understanding that warrior training for all of us comes with not just facing our wounds, but turning them over to Jesus. Isn't that part in your heart where you want to rescue your fellows, that you want to break down gates of bonds and cut through bars of iron so your people will be set free, that is within you. And recovering our spirit, not putting our validation from the things or our woman or our flight suits, but putting them in Jesus, putting them in that essence of the flow of the spirit that comes down. That's what the warrior needs. That's warrior training.
So I share this story of warrior training, the process of knighthood for my friend Dave. And it was a rich one. And I still am sorting out the significance. I sent him home with the book Wild at Heart on audio tape as he drove five hours back to his home. And he calls me back and says, Hey, Bill, I was using her to validate me. Imagine that. Now, there's one more really important point about this warrior training. I go back to that passage I read in the beginning of this podcast. You awake to find yourself in the midst of a great and terrible war. I didn't read you the end part. So I'll pick it up with, You are given a quest, a mission that will take you deep into the kingdom of darkness to break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron so that your people might be set free from their bleak prisons. He asks that you heal them. Now hear this. Of course you will face many dangers. You will be hunted. Would you try to do this alone? Something stronger than fate has chosen you. Evil will hunt you. And so a fellowship must protect you. You cannot do this alone. Be in connection with brothers. Have men around you with warrior hearts that are surrendered to God and that you're connected with. Remember, the fellowship is critical. So anyway, this is Bill Harper, a man in search of my heart, a man in search of warrior training for me and for all on Wave 94 FM. And don't forget to check me out on my podcast, Bill Harper, In Search of My Heart on Apple Podcasts. Pick up your sword, men. There's a world that needs you. God bless.